0: Tune in to A to Z, a fun new adventure series from Gen Z Media and the creators of The Res. Listen now on the GZM app,
3: gzmshows.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Before we get back to the show, I just want to say how much we have loved bringing you shows like Winnie Taylor's Fourth and Inches or the new Earth Rangers Underground podcast, and especially the new episodes in the Six Minutes feed, the ones about the Cyrus Lost tapes. And this is when I need to say a big thank you to all our GZM subscribers. Your support makes independent audio like this possible. If you're not a GZM subscriber yet, right now is the time to join for ad-free listening, early access, and more. Show your support and learn more at GZMshows.com/slash subscribers. Help us bring you more great shows by becoming a subscriber today. And thank you.
1: Hi, and welcome to the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. My name is Jonathan Messenger, and with me, as always, is... The Riddlebot. The Riddlebot?
2: Yep. I know you call me Bebop, but really, a lot of people know me as The Riddlebot.
1: Okay, Riddlebot.
2: Not Riddlebot. Jonathan, show some respect, please. The Riddlebot. Because I solved last week's puzzle, and... I have a new one for you this week
1: Oh, wow So if you remember what happened in the last episode There was a riddle that needed to be solved And it went something like this I am taken from a mine and encased in wood I can never get out But I always stay sharp Yep, easy peasy Alright, Riddlebot The Riddlebot Okay, okay, okay The Riddlebot, what's the answer? The answer is a golden sword uh. Yep, it's
2: taken from a gold mine. It's encased in wood, otherwise known as a treasure chest. And it always stays sharp because gold is very strong.
1: Well, that's an interesting idea, Bebop, but, you know, swords aren't always encased in wood. Yes, they are. Always. No, not
2: every sword. Always, Jonathan. Solve it, the Riddlebot did it again.
1: Okay, well, that's not actually the answer I was looking for, but we did get a lot of really great answers from our listeners.
2: Oh, yeah, well, let's see if listeners can solve the Riddlebot's riddle. Okay, yeah, go ahead. What has hands but has never high-fived? You? What? No, I can high-five?
1: Yeah, but you never give me any high-fives.
2: I reserve my high-fives for those who deserve them.
1: Jojo? Okay, well, if you think you know the answer to Riddlebot's riddle... The Riddlebot, thank you very much. Right, sorry, The Riddlebot, then go ahead and email bebop at fincaspian.com. That's two E's, so B-E-E-B-O-P at fincaspian.com with your answer. That's right. And in the meantime, let's get into it, shall we? If you remember what happened in the last episode, Finn was down in the mine with the canary who had given him that riddle to solve. How are he and Juliana going to get out of it this week? Find out in The Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian, Season 6, Episode 9, The Big Reveal. It's always a riddle with you guys, said Finn.
0: Well, you'll never guess this one, said the bird. I'm taken from a mine and encased in wood. I can never get out, but I always stay sharp. Anyway, if you can't solve this, you can stay here until the planet explodes. Whatever works.
1: That's easy, said Finn.
0: Oh yeah? Okay, then solve it,
1: said the canary. Um, sure. It's the thing that's in wood but always stays sharp. Right. It's taken from a mine, that thing, said Finn.
0: I don't think you're really answering the riddle.
1: Sure I am, said Finn. Listen to me. It's the thing that stays sharp... It's always in wood and it's taken from a mine.
0: You can't say the answer to the riddle about what comes from a mine. It is encased in wood and always stays sharp. Is the thing that stays sharp that's inside wood that's from... that's cheating!
1: Fine, said Finn. It's the lead of a pencil, okay? The lead's taken from a mine, encased in the wood of a pencil, and it needs to stay sharp in order to write. I was just trying to make it interesting.
0: Oh, that's actually pretty good. Oops, hold on one second... Okay, your friends almost beat us to it and destroyed our planet for us by forcing us to hit our moon with our magnet cannons. Anyway, I think that crisis is averted, and your answer to the middle is correct. I'd be impressed if I also wasn't very angry with your friends for almost blowing up our planet.
1: Yeah, but you said the planet is going to blow up anyway, said Finn.
0: I know, but look, if your house was going to blow up, and then someone else came along and tried to blow it up, wouldn't you want to protect it so you can blow it up yourself?
1: Hmm, not really, said Finn. Weird, said the bird.
0: Anyway, why don't you call up to your friends and have them come down here now, so they can fix my planet?
1: Um, sure, said Finn, I can do that. Uh, could I maybe fly my ship up to the big ship and talk to them there? Let
0: me think about that No," said the canary. I don't know what you take me for, but I'm not going to let you escape so that then you can fly off with all of your friends.
1: Okay, said Finn.
0: Why don't you go to your little ship and radio up to your big ship and tell them, unless they come down here, you are never going free.
1: Oh, totally, said Finn. I'll just totally go up to my little ship and radio up to them because they can hear everything I say and I'm not a time traveler who can only be seen and heard by one person, the daughter of my enemy. The bird cocked its head and looked at Finn as if it had no idea what he was saying.
0: Is that a riddle? A time traveler who can only be seen and heard by one person, the daughter of my enemy. Huh, I haven't heard that one before.
1: Finn let the bird think it over for a bit as he looked for a way out. Um, how am I supposed to get up to my ship? Said Finn.
0: Oh, here. Here. There's some metal in your clothing, right? One second.
1: The bird disappeared into the mine wall, and in no time, Finn was floating up out of the cavern to the surface. He put his hands in the air. He couldn't help it. There were now 96 magnet cannons pointed directly at him as he walked slowly and carefully over to his pod. The surface of the planet was wobbling like crazy, and it was hard for Finn to keep steady. He looked up in the sky, and there was the Marlowe, A tiny, sparkly speck in the planet's orbit. He stared at it for a moment. What was happening up there? Was Juliana telling his mom about him? Were they getting ready to escape the clutches of the planet? Would they leave him behind? Finn knew that if he tried to speak through the communication system on the pod, it was possible only Juliana would hear him. Or, if his mother could hear him again, it was possible that she would think it was some sort of trap. There was only one thing he could do. He reached into the Explorer pod and flipped the one switch he never flipped in all of his adventures and all of his explorations. The Distress Signal. On the Marlow, the sound of the Distress Signal sent everyone into a panic. This was the first time they'd heard it, and no one but Captain Caspian knew exactly what it meant. She had just gotten over the shock of Juliana Bunce saving the day, piloting the space station to safety. And she was just about to tell Juliana's father to stop gloating for once. When the signal went off, nothing else mattered. Something on that planet had triggered the pod's signal. And it was mayhem. Calm down, everyone, calm down, said Captain Caspian. It's the Explorer Pod down there on the planet. Probably all of the magnetic beams flying around trigger the signal. Here, now, the question is, what do we do about it? Do we fly down there and see what's happening, or do we cut our losses and leave the pod on the planet? Obviously, we leave it behind, said Bunce. The very fact that you're even considering going down there just goes to show that you are not fit to command this space station. I disagree, said Juliana. Well... That's nice, sweetie, said Bunce. But the adults are talking now. Excuse me, said Juliana. The adults are talking now? What were the adults talking about when the planet was firing all those magnet beams at us? What were the adults talking about when the battery was overheating? I'll tell you what the adults were talking about. A lot of bad ideas. Don't forget, I've already saved this station twice. Yeah, Bunce, said Captain Caspian. Let's hear your daughter out. Captain Caspian looked at Juliana suspiciously. I have a feeling she knows more than we realize. Juliana blushed. Captain Caspian knew that Juliana hadn't been telling her everything. But it was too much to explain. How could she tell her everything now? She had to think of a way to explain it quickly. Okay, so I have to say, I heard something, said Juliana, or... "'Someone, I don't know, I don't know why you couldn't hear it too, "'but a voice from the planet told me to pilot the Marlow between the planet and its moon.' "'And did this voice help you when you were finding the ice on the planet?' said Captain Caspian. "'Technically, I came up with that plan,' said Juliana. "'But yes, the voice helped me.' "'And who do you think the voice belongs to?' said Captain Caspian. Mmm, I don't know,' said Juliana.' But I'm worried about it. I think it might be in trouble. If the voice is down on that planet, it probably needs our help. I think we should go down there, in a pod. Go down to the planet that just tried to destroy us? Said Bunce. Juliana, you need to get some sleep. You are talking nonsense. Okay, said Captain Caspian. What? Are you mad? You can't possibly be listening to this. Said Bunce. You don't have to go, said Captain Caspian. "'Well, I'm not sending my only daughter down there without me,' said Bunce. "'I am definitely going,' said Juliana. "'I'm the only one who can hear the voice. "'It doesn't make sense for anyone else to go.' "'Fine,' said Bunce. "'Fine. "'Then we'll all go. "'The three of us. "'The three amigos. "'Best buddies. "'We'll call ourselves, I don't know, Explorers Troop 101.' "'Oh, I like the sound of that, Bunce,' said Captain Caspian.' That's the first smart thing you've said ever. It was silent on the Explorer pod as Captain Caspian nudged it away from the Marlow and down toward the planet. Okay, no signs of magnet beams? That's nice, said Captain Caspian. No matter what we meet down there, remember, I'm the captain. I go first. If they try to hurt us, they have to go through me first. I agree, said Bunce. Captain Caspian slowed the pod down as the planet's surface wobbled and bounced. She timed it just right and landed about 50 yards from Finn's pod. The magnet cannons remained still. She opened the hatch. Captain Caspian and the two Bunces jumped out. A hatch in the surface opened and the little bird flew up. Ah! screamed Bunce. He ducked behind the pod. "'It's a bird, Bunce,' said Captain Caspian. "'Yeah, Dad, get a grip,' said Juliana.
0: "'So, you're here to fix my planet, are you?' said the bird. "'I would have thought they would have sent more than one grown-up, "'one kid, and one puddle of cowardice.'"
1: "'My name is Captain Isabel Caspian "'of the famous Marlow 280 Interplanetary Exploratory Space Station,' "'said the captain. "'And we are here because we received a distress signal,' "'from our pod over there. "'We have made no promises as to fixing any planets.'"
0: "'Well, maybe you haven't, but that boy certainly did, "'and he goes nowhere until you send your engineers "'down to fix my world.'"
1: "'Boy,' said Captain Caspian. "'What boy?'
0: "'Your boy,' said the bird. "'The one who flew down here in your miniship. "'Come out here, boy.'"
1: "'There's been some mistake,' said Captain Caspian. "'That ship was empty,' when it flew down here. We have no boy pilots who could... Captain Caspian stopped talking as Finn walked out from behind the explorer pod, wearing his Marlowe spacesuit. Finn could see right away that he was no longer invisible. Captain Caspian could see him. She didn't recognize him, of course, because she'd never known him, but she could definitely see him. Hi, said Finn. What is this? said Captain Caspian. Some sort of trick? Who are you? It's no trick, Mom, said Finn. I mean, uh, oh, yeah. Mom? What? Said Captain Caspian. Mom, I'm your son, Finn, said Finn. What? Said Captain Caspian. Juliana brought me back here from the future to help. What? Said Captain Caspian and Bunce. Oh, no. Finn, said Juliana, if everyone can see you now... Yeah, said Finn. I'm stuck here. I can't go back to the future.
0: What?
1: said Captain Caspian and bunce.
0: Look, I know I said we had a day or whatever, but really, my planet's gonna explode in like two hours, so if you could put the family drama on hold and start fixing the planet, I'd really appreciate it.
1: said the bird. What? said everyone. All right. I am here by my lonesome today. Our editor will be back next week to talk about what's happening in the story. In the meantime, I have a whole lot of riddle solvers to thank. Starting with Lorelai, who's eight from Boston, Massachusetts. Gavin, who's eight from Ithaca, New York. Sander from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Sam from Birmingham in England. Alex, who's seven from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Koa, who's 7, and Sky, who's 5, from Federal Way, Washington. Ian, who's 7, from Davis, California. Kieran, who's 8, from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Kai, from Petaluma. Our pal, Dhruv. Our pal, Spencer. Our pal, Amelia. Simon, from Falls Church, Virginia, who's 9. Oliver, from Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Miles, who's 6, from Miami, Florida. Rosie, from Shootsbury, Massachusetts, who's almost 10. Davey, from Nashville, Tennessee. Wilson, Declan, and Egan from Randallstown, Maryland. Ollie, who's seven from Toronto. Thor, who's nine from Toronto. And Poppy, who's three from Toronto, who all came up with some really interesting guesses, including Poppy, who said unicorn. Gideon, who's 10 from California. Ansel, who's seven from Fort Collins, Colorado. Our pal Benjamin, who's nine. Gavin, who's eight from Maryland. Kemper, who's 7, from Beaufort, Missouri. Evan, who's 6, and Sam, who's 3, from Seattle. Leo, who's 8, from Landing, New Jersey. Our pal Eaton. Camille, who's 11. Wendell, who's 6, from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Henry, who's 7, from Rougemont, North Carolina. Hank, from Philadelphia. Porter, from Marlboro, Vermont. David and Andrew, from San Francisco. Harbour, who's 6, and Finnegan, who's 9.5, from Westland, Michigan. Our pal Conrad. And our pal Gavin, who is eight. Thank you all so much. So many really great, interesting guesses, some of which could have been correct. But the correct answer, of course, that we were looking for was pencil lead. But if you think you know the answer to Bebop's riddle, email him about it. The Riddle Bot. Bebop at fincaspian.com, and he can help you out. We've got a joke to tell. We've got a joke to tell. We have got a joke to tell. Man, I really need Griffin to be here for this. Today's joke is from Daphna in Somerville. Here comes Daphna.
0: Hi, my name is Daphna. I'm six years old and I live in Somerville. I have a joke for you. Knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting Bebop. Interrupted. Bebop Tales. Oh my gosh. Bebop Tales. Bye.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much, Daphna. That was amazing. All right. Well, Griffin isn't here today. He'll be back with us next week. We have some really fun stuff planned for the rest of this season. If you think you know the answer to Bebop's riddle, email bebop at fincaspian.com, and we will see you next week. Bye, bye, bye. All right, thanks for coming back and having more fun with us this week. Don't forget to send in your sounds, your art, your character ideas. We love getting them. Thank you so, so much. The Alien Adventures of FinCast is a Gen Z Kids production written and produced by Jonathan Messenger, edited and guided by Griffin Messenger. With special thanks to Maria Villanueva. Emerson Messenger is our intern. The music you hear at the beginning and end of every show is by Mark Greenberg, recently the voted the nicest human in the multiverse. Our cover art is by Sir Ian Dingman. To support what we do, go to patreon.com slash fincaspian. And for more great shows for your family, go to bestrobotever.com. Thanks again, everybody, for all of your ideas, answers, and support of the show. I really appreciate it, and we will see you next week.
2: Uh, A time traveler, daughter of an enemy.
3: Uh, uh, I don't know the answer to that one. I should probably start listening to the show more. Hey, parents and teachers. Have you heard about gzmclassroom.com?